0: you already know what time it is speak your mind 2.0 a long i won't even say a long uh hiatus but you know a, a hiatus at that point but we are back and we got a lot to talk about Chain, chain, fame came with the chain, fame, get the chickens. You bought the crash out your lane. The umbrella out of the road was coming and no it came with the brain. Cullin' another element, I've been a veteran, nigga do anything for a name. Anything when like you start getting new chains, watch out your partners in everything change. chain
1: chains. If you step foot in that field, mission you are make sure you got aim. My niggas they shoot in the lip. I see some niggas they shootin' for fame. they don't know that this shit real. That's how you get up this bull at your brain. The money that calls the chains of fame. I get your mind 2.0 s y Networks. your mind strange brain with no diamonds
2: in it, it cost me a ticket and plane. I put my gift in the padded with diamonds in it, it cost me a rose same rules. I don't put pics with sticks and shit. That's how them boys get framed. Mm-hmm. I've been a sexy legit in the bitch. When they see me, they say, I'm not the chain with the take off. We on oh. your head like a bang, bang. all double off, no range. rain. This thing came with a name, Got all eyes on my game. Dang. Hundred thousand kids to rain. 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 rain, born is changed to change, born. born is changed to change.
0: Speak Your Mind 2.0 SYM.
1: You are
0: tuned into
1: Speak Your Mind 2.0 SYM Networks. Speak Your Mind.
0: Hi.
3: We back.
1: Welcome
0: back. Speak Your Mind 2.0. It's your boy Seth. It's your boy TY. Man. A lot, a lot, a lot. has it, been it, going on? It has been a lot that we've
4: been keeping an eye on. We just haven't been doing our part as as a podcast to let y'all know. But, you know, we're back now. Again, I just feel like now the consistency will be kicked into a whole another gear. And, you know, at this point, I don't feel like even wasting more time. I just want to hop into everything. So, real quick, uh, we want to send our prayers out to, uh, first and foremost, a uh, former UFC fighter and champion uh, UFC. Uh, Anthony Rumble Johnson, who recently passed at the age of 38 uh, this past Saturday at this at the time of this recording, and also at the time of this recording, we just recently found out that three uh, players from the University of Virginia football team have all tragically died in a shootout due to a former teammate. Uh, we don't know all the details, but we we have found out that um a former teammate uh, that played on the University of Virginia football team has shot three players, active players on the uh, Virginia football team, and. Sad. It's it's sad to hear, man. You know, three young brothers gone due to gun violence. It's it's stupid. We don't know all the details, but that was just one of the first things that we seen, or that was one of the things that just caught everybody by surprise. So we just want to say we uh, RIP to all all that have that has fallen, and prayers out to those to their families. And I don't want to keep talking about death, but you know, right <laughs> November first, I just feel like will be a day that you know the hip hop community. The city of Atlanta and just people that this man has touched will be forever, you know, ingrained into their memory. And I, I, at this point, y'all pretty know, y'all pretty much know who I'm about to say at, at this point. But it's still hard to say these words coming out of my mouth. But R.I.P. to Takeoff, one of the innovators of this new generation of rap, you know, and then and also to this past Saturday he was laid to rest at the uh, Atlanta Hawks uh, basketball arena mm. and. You know just me personally man you know i feel like you know the migos were literally the culture you know they brought in a whole new sound to the rap community and you know and you know you're making headways when you know you got you know snoop you know talking about how all you you know young rappers sounded like at the time when he was uh when they were ter- when they first had dropped and everything but you know it was a sound that carried them on for so long for 10 plus years almost and how everyone just kind of you know grad you know gravitated toward that new sound, but you know, and, and if uh, you guys watch any of Domingo's the interviews, they all said that Takeoff was the first one to actually start that flow, and then it just it was just a rocket ship that just took off. Man, no pun intended. Literally, no pun intended. But it was just something that was not gonna stop, you know. But it was it's just it's just tragic to hear about what happened on November first, you know. And again, y'all y'all know the story. Um, him and Quavo were in Houston at a private event, bowling party. And there's so many multiple stories that happened that led to ultimately uh takeoff's death. And, you know, again, we can't really, you know, determine like the exact story, but some people said it was over a dice game and um
0: I mean, it it has been co- it was confirmed it was a dice game. It was with uh they were down in Houston with uh j prince jr yeah and you know the mob ties connection down there and everything i did i was listening to academics i don't know was it like maybe like two maybe a week ago or something that they have i know the police were uh close to making an arrest but i don't think they have any or Please. they've came out yeah they haven't came out with the official uh statement or or anything but they have gathered all the information and they are like Making the rounds, so we should be hearing something within the upcoming weeks, I believe. But because I was
4: hearing that Jay Prince Jr. was the one that really was behind everything.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, it was his birthday. It was someone's birthday, and um, yeah, it was someone's birthday, and he was. They were just all gathered around, and it's crazy because it was like uh, it was supposed to be very a very secure um event event. And you know, it wasn't like anybody could walk in there, it wasn't like at a club or nothing. Like, this was like a guest list. Like,
4: if you ain't on it, you yeah, ain't you,
0: you, none of that. So, it's very concerning that that type of activity still happened. So, I don't know. Is I mean, and, and granted, you know, down in Houston, you know, gun, guns are like water down there, so it's like if. It, You're not going to find no one without uh, a gun on them. And then
4: also, too, like um, in Quavo and Takeoff's entourage, one of the security guards who they personally know was the one that um, rung off the shots, and Mm -hmm. they said it was an accidental shot that he fired, but it ultimately hit takeoff.
0: See, and that's the crazy thing about that, too, because it's like, all right, yeah, you got your boys being your quote-unquote security guards and in your entourage.
4: But it's like every homeboy don't need to carry a gun.
0: Exactly. Not everybody's a trained security professional. No, one, not everybody is built for that, honestly. Yeah, you know, you you've grown up with them and you know, they've been around you for X amount of years, but you know, I'm not I'm not always going to try and put my life in their hands. I want to put it in someone a that's training. actually
4: professionally trained and yeah. know how to do that know how to de-escalate a situation without really having to draw a weapon unless it's necessary. But right. um
0: it just blows me cuz it's like how do you ring – how do you shoot by accident? Like, were you not paying attention at, like, who you were shooting at? Like, that just –
4: Because they said, like, uh, when Takeoff got shot that he got shot in the head and the neck. So yeah, it was like, like,
0: nigga, you shot, like, two times at the wrong person. If even, even if you were trying to shoot. And
4: where you shot him at was two critical spots where, you know, vessels and stuff like that are at in the body.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: So, so and I, don't know, I And, honestly, I can't even imagine – how Quavo was feeling when he seen <laughs> his nephew on the ground. Cause I was cause um I was uh reading like Excuse some me. interviews and I guess like there was a nurse that was around when that happened. She did her best to revive him. But by that time, you know, uh, he was, he, he was did. gone. But she said she heard Quavo scream.
3: You know? I believe it. So I think
0: in the video when there was like a small, small clip in one of the videos that's been surfaced on the internet. It's like you see him holding uh, take, off. take off, and he's probably screaming at that point, so that that's very emotional, yo, that, like that when I heard that I, I just didn't believe it I'm just like, bro, like, I can't, I you can't, talking about
4: you, bro y'all sent that in the chat, and I I'm like, ain't no way this is real I just, I just seen it, cause I just got off of work mm-hmm.
0: so I yeah, literally, that's what I'm saying. I, I mean, literally
4: had to go on Google just to confirm this, I'm like y'all really kill take off out of all people
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, got, I seen that on, uh on Instagram when I literally got off from work and I'm like nah bro that that ain't real what the fuck like and this shit gotta
4: like, be this shit gotta be fake
0: man it just feels like with all these deaths that we're seeing now it just feels fake like none of this shit is real bro like, it's like it you really don't, don't,
4: don't. want to you it's like you don't want to believe it especially with Takeoff because again like Takeoff don't really be bothered with nobody he keeps yeah. it himself like he was the quietest migo out of the entire group but at mm-hmm. the same time like he he just know he, I just felt like he just knew how to move.
0: Yeah, that, that's all it was. I mean, he definitely knew how to move. My, my I want to bring this point because I know was it? I know they see, they had Offset and Quavo at the t- fun- at, at the, at the funeral. funeral. Yeah, I just feel like with this happening,
4: they got. It's they like have to come it's with. like forget what beef they have. Your nephew, well, he's Quavo's nephew, right? And what is he to Offset? I know they're related, but... I want to say tweet? cousin,
0: maybe? Maybe cousin?
4: Regardless, like, your nephew, your cousin is now in the ground, and y'all two have beef over something stupid. I don't know if it was, again, over a female yeah, or whatever.
0: I'll just put it like this. So, sweetie is for the streets. Put that shit to bed, I mean, yo. we
4: knew that when Justin Cohn said that, but still. But I, but, that's but, what I'm saying. Like, But, that's, but that's still, that's though, point. man, like, put that shit aside. Y'all need to come together and just realize, look, this shit is bigger than anything else we got going on mm-hmm. like because i know both of their emotions are still going through the roof i know i was they, about
0: to say um quavo i seen he had posted on his man uh, Instagram
4: listen it's like i i didn't i really didn't have to read that just to know the emotion behind that because i know
0: I, I read the uh first like what two slides maybe and I, I got the gist but i was like damn bro it must take a lot for him to um really say like yeah, talk about that. takeoff
4: like that when he ain't when he's no longer here yeah you know and, and you know just like when I first heard Migos um again they came out like around 2010 20 uh between 2010 and 2013 and uh, when they dropped Versace remix with Drake I was like okay this is something different it's something new but I had no idea takeoff was that close in our age because I didn't know he was uh born in 94 and <laughs> thinking about it he even mentioned it in uh having our way when he would say he was 17 with Drake <laughs> you know so that was uh another memory that you know I did kind of catch with take off but also too like what made me really pay attention to uh Takeoff was when they dropped uh Rich Nicka Timeline because uh, I think before that they had uh, No Label 2 and I feel like on that on that album I think that was you know more t- uh Quavo and Offset shining but takeoff was right there behind him but once rich rich nigga timeline came out um that's when i was like okay takeoff he he really about to you know go off for real you know and then as his time progressed you know his his, his lyric system just started to get consistently better and, X, y, and Z. and um you know once he dropped his uh solo album i feel like that's where he kind of made his mark as far as like you know he can really he can really spit some fire for
0: real Facts. Excuse me. Um, Yeah, man. Honestly, I feel like we've been able to put this, this conversation to bed for a long time. In my opinion, Takeoff was the best Migo just off of lyrics and flow and all that. But, you know, gone but... Gone to way too soon.
4: Very twenty eight, man. He only th- like I said, he only three years older than us. Yeah, man. Because I really didn't think he was the youngest in the group because the way he carried himself. Yeah, very mature. Because if anything, I thought Quavo was the youngest because he just looked like he still has a young face at thirty. Yeah, <laughs> he do.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it just it's just crazy, bro. Like I don't feel like we we we're, we're definitely as a society, or it, it's just numb to death death right now it's like literally everywhere you turn someone's dying someone's falling off and it's just like i get it you know not everybody is going to feel the same way and you know you're not going to have the connections to all these people that are dying and stuff but it's like
3: it's the it,
4: impact that they left yeah Is where it's like that's where the emotion came because like i said because again going back to nipsey's death like that was the first time like i almost almost legit cried over a rapper Mm. you know because it's just like nip was he was just something different Mm. you know like he was just more than a rapper he was really trying to you know build his community up and also the world as well too but you know it was tragic when it was tragic when he died because it was on camera then of course after that it was like just a roller coaster of rappers dying because i think uh uh XX uh he had passed um like a little bit after that Pop Smoke had passed mm. but ultimately I think like what really hit everybody you know was when Kobe died yeah you know cuz that right there just, I think the world stopped once, mm. when that happened
0: Oh no I feel like also people's attention spans are just so short and they don't really like take the time to like really sit, gather yeah sit with it Granted, you don't I I'm not saying you have to sit with the pain all the time but it's just like I don't know, it's like, it's like a post happens on Instagram or something, and then it's over with. Like, we're on to the next thing. I'm like, damn, like, there people are falling every day. It's like, bro, like, we, I feel like we got to pay more respect or homage to, like, these people's lives a little bit and not just put them off to the wayside and be like, all right, on to the next.
4: And it's like, for me, you know, it's like, I've been listening to, the, to like, you know, classic Migo uh, songs, like, consistently since uh, Take Off Pass. mm mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's just crazy. Just the evolution, like when he first came out with whatever Versace, Versace,
0: Versace, yeah. and
4: then you know to him and uh, Quavo dropping they just most recent album and mm. Takeoff was legit floating on that album. Yeah, you know, and I like, always,
0: I always find it funny. It's like you know when when they're close to something when something tragic happens and they put like an album up. They say,
4: but it's like in interviews they say things that's like.
0: Damn, that was that was like because mm-hmm. uh, what was it on drink Champ? It was drink Champ, yeah. He, he, I forget what he said, but some most of the shit he was saying was like very profound, and it was just like, damn, bro. And then you look back at it now after he's gone, it, it hit, like, it hit different. It, hit, it, hit it, is, different. Different, man. it is different, man. It's different, man. It
4: is different. So, like, real quick to wrap it up, what was uh, some of your favorite uh, takeoff memories?
0: Man, I, I always laugh at the uh, the video that they caught uh, takeoff when he was DJing. Yeah, and then, <laughs> Quavo was dancing. That shit was. I'm like, la- I always look at Quavo. I'm like, nigga, what are you doing? What is that dance <laughs> move? What is that? <laughs> and then um,
4: the Breakfast Club interview.
0: The Breakfast Club shit. When they went to L.A. Leakers after they dropped Culture Three oh, and did man. that freestyle, nigga. That shit crazy. That might have been like the best one. And then, but also,
4: but also too that karaoke uh carpool that they did with the what's yep. his name?
0: I I know who you're talking about. I yeah, that.
4: like that. Yeah, that one was funny.
0: And also, uh, when they did the um, uh, they read the children's book. They read the children's <laughs> book and uh, put out lips to that shit. That was that was good too. And was, then also
4: too, I would say like uh when they when when they finally uh. Lit, was able to live out their dream in uh, WWE when they was with the uh, RK Pro.
0: Oh yeah, that is right. I forgot about that one.
4: Yeah, cause even WWE uh, made a little tribute to take off when they found Wouldn't that I? out. Yeah, so, man. So again, man, like you can hear it in our voices yeah. and you can see it in our faces, man. Like we yep. grew up with Migos, so mm. this this is this one gonna hit man. for for a while, man. So, with all that being said, man, like again, I hate saying these words, but it's, it's real life, it's reality, and it's and it actually happened, but. RIP to takeoff, man. You know you are definitely not gonna be forgotten, mm-hmm. and you will be heavenly missed. Mm-hmm. I was know? about to
0: say one one last thing. I can I can I just remember just listening to Frosacci, Hannah Montana, Emmett t- Emmett uh, Smith. Hot, it, <laughs> it, uh, was it Dennis Rodman? That that mixtape was fire. That like literally captured. My what was that my freshman year in high school, and then but by the time
4: by the time we got to our real quick, by the time we got to our like our senior year, that's when like no label had had dropped, mm-hmm. no label two, and yeah. then like I said, Rich Nick Time, timeline when that had dropped, that's when I knew Takeoff was about to be something, yeah. Because I feel like that's when he was really you know getting into his bag on those on uh, on those songs for real. Because mm-hmm. like I said earlier, I felt like on no label two, Quavo and Offset was kind of carrying that uh, mixtape, but Takeoff was right there with him,
0: right. I was about to say, I mean, we we gonna get off of this, I promise. But uh, I felt it. We gotta remember, it was take off on Quavo when Offset was was locked up yeah. prior. So like they I was were, just
4: I was just literally listening to Moses like on my way from leaving the gym.
0: Mm, so they were they were putting the groundwork in, and you know they were carrying the amigos name through and through for a very long time. And then you know it just it just took off when all three of them got in got in into it. So. It was, it just—it's very hard, man. It's just hard. It's hard.
4: Right. So, like I said, man, rest in peace to Takeoff. Gone, but never forgotten, man. So, Big facts. so yeah. Now, on to the next topic, which you know is a topic that we had covered in the last podcast, but now we got more in depth. You know, you know, observations and our own and a little bit more critiques on this particular situation. So, by this time, you know, if you guys been keeping up with what's been going on with Kyrie and Kanye at the same time, too, pretty much both of them are being canceled. <laughs> I don't <laughs> that, even know if cancel is the word anymore. <laughs> or bl- whatever you're trying to do. They, no, they're trying to be they're being silenced. Yeah. Is oh, what yeah. is what it is. And with the whole Kyrie
0: thing, you know, it's it's like It's very indifferent with Kyrie because I I get with what he was trying to say almost to the point where like because they were trying to make it seem like he was really trying to, like, promote the fuck out that.
4: He wasn't.
0: That's what I'm saying. He just repo See, again, okay, with retweeting something, do you think it is promoting or just showing, like, just bringing, I think it's, bringing I think it's, light to it?
4: I think it's more bringing light to it.
0: That's how I, I see it, too. It's, like, not everything you have to agree with, but it's, like, you can still... How else... Okay, how else are you supposed to bring light to something without retweeting it or liking it or something because that's it's not going to be on your page without you sharing or doing those things to share it so it's like twitter
4: work and twitter is way different than instagram yeah it's like
0: so i don't know i mean i'm because i can't remember did he like quote the because if he quoted it and then he gave like a a insight yeah a little insight then This we shouldn't really be talking about this, but if he just blatantly retweeted, I I get where, like, the confusion is, but not all retweets are... But Kyrie
4: is a dude that he's going to give you details on why he's doing what he's doing. Right. And I feel like he's done that consistently. You know, granted, it may not be the best observation from other people's eyes, but at the end of the day, if he knows what he's doing, then it's like, who are we to really, you know, critique him on that? But to disagree to disagree on what you know he's been he's been critiqued on it's like okay so y'all don't want him to have information on something that he knows about and you know the truth behind everything so y'all don't want him to say that but y'all y'all rather him just play basketball and for him to actually get back on well for him to actually get back on the court y'all gave him a list of things that he needs to do but here's my thing if he apologized and he's done that plethora of times, what's the holdup? Mm. Oh, it's not, well, oh, uh, this is not, no, it's not what y'all want him to do. Y- see, y'all want him to tap dance for y'all mm. so that he can play, but he's not doing that, and I respect him for that.
0: I was about to say, you see the list that, that he got to complete? It's stupid, man. That shit is crazy. It's <laughs> stupid, like... And, f- c- and I heard he already had tried to give money to uh, a co- like one of the... Uh, causes or whatever. Yeah. And they declined it. So it's like...
4: And it's like again like you know just me personally I just don't understand like you know if anyone says anything about slavery we're told to get over it. But you mentioned anything about Jewish people in the Holocaust you're done.
0: So but okay I'll, I'll bring this aspect to it. With the Jewish community they that is a very close and tight-knit community community so like whatever if they feel disrespected or slighted,
4: they're gonna say it
0: they're gonna say it and they're gonna let it be known yeah let it be known and cut you off with us we don't really have that honestly if if we're really being frank we really don't we still go out and do or we still move like it's still it's still status quo like we don't we don't cut everything off like, we, we should, honestly, if we, were, if we were really being real like that.
4: I mean, well, you got to think about it, too. Like, you know, like, when, when you know, the slaves from Africa got, you know, taken over here, Right. you know, we got set up by our own people at the same time, too. Yeah, that's like, what were, So it's like, that's where, you know, that's... I feel like that was part of the root of it, but, you know, it's just like, once, you know, black people got over here, it's just like, it was just like a whole different situation. Mm. You know, and then it's like we were look we were looked down upon and still are to a degree still still to this day, but it's just the fact that, you know, they looked at, you know, black people like less than them mm. when in actuality we were the we were the richest people on the earth on the planet back in back in the day. Like we had everything. Like they were coming to Africa for resources that we had for them. Mm-hmm.
0: My thing, my question is, when do we, I don't, do I want to say, when do we act like that? Because if we, if we know this, why don't we act like that then? Why do we still kind of look for the acceptance of others? You get what I'm saying?
4: Honestly, I can give you a solid answer on that because it's like, you know,
0: I don't know, man. It's just like. Because I feel like that's with, like, Kanye. It's, like, you know, he is he's obviously showing that he wants to be accepted in every group. Right. Known to, known to man.
4: But it's, like, and I don't mean to cut you off, but it's, like, that part right there is, like, where it's, like, okay, so what are you really trying to do? Are Like, are you trying to, you know, speak for us, or are you trying to play to what they want you to do on the other
0: side? Because mm-hmm. I was about to say, so, like. Oh no, okay, how, am I, how do I want to word this without being like wrong in my messaging? Um. All right, so like how we, how people go to like Gucci and go to Balenciaga and go to all these designer places, and we know
4: that they be doing some racist stuff as far as like putting out products. Man.
0: Yes. And we still go but, out and buy their shit. Well, uh, well, granted, I, I, I don't have, have any of that. So. Granted, yes, I have a Gucci belt. I, I have some of some of those nice things. But, I don't have that. <laughs> but, but that's what I'm saying. So it's like, you know, if we're saying we want to be respected and all this stuff, why aren't we demanding that? Why are we putting the money back in their pockets and they're still doing the same thing to us? Well, at, at the same to time, play?
4: too. At the same time too, you know, black people, we are the most like highest consumers. So it's like that is true. So it was like they're gonna do whatever it is to get our money mm-hmm. even if that means they're gonna come out with a line called like I mean if, e- even if they come out with something like that's you know, very, you know what's the word I wanna use like
3: R- very
4: relatable to black people. Yeah. Like coming out with like um what was it? Who had who had that um shirt that had like you know like not blackface but like it was like it was like resemblance of a black woman with like big lips and red lipstick who was that it no, was I think like that was gucci i think that was it that. was like yeah gucci or something like that and that the media storm of that just took off and it's just like and it's like my thing is like when we see stuff like that we talk about cancel gucci but then it's like niggas that dies out and then niggas are still, still buying, buying gucci, gucci. yeah You know what I'm saying? Or the whole H&M thing, like when that came out, Mm -hmm. you know, people was talking about canceling them. Now, it's like it's like no matter what we do to try to cancel, like, you know, brands like that, they're still going to profit off of us because it's going to take something else to take the attention off of them. Mm -hmm. And then we're back buying the same shit again.
0: And that's where I feel like that's where it comes back into play where we have to put our money back into ourselves be but, but at, more
4: but at the same time i already i already knew you, where you was going there but at the same time too you know every black person don't don't trust every every black person you're absolutely right and man. everybody and every black person doesn't trust every black business you're every, And i hate this and i hate that the stereotype that you know black businesses doesn't succeed which yeah. they do it's just
0: it's just hard to get that first that footing yeah people yeah I agree.
4: It could take. It just takes a few things for her, for her to go left, and then by the time you know it, hey, they're done. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, man, you know. But it like, um, but like, just to sum summing up with Kyrie and Kanye, you know, like, again, like, I'm definitely on Kyrie side with Kanye. It's like I'm still. It's like I'm hearing him out. I'm hearing what he's saying, but it's like you still have a track history of like playing for the other side, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like.
0: It's hard. It's hard to um,
4: fully agree with Kanye unless you like a real diehard Kanye fan and you can.
0: He just doesn't. Uh, again, he just doesn't elaborate, elaborate on what he's talking about. Kyrie he,
4: is elaborating. Yeah, I can understand
0: it. Mm-hmm. Kanye, he just doesn't elaborate, and then he just leaves it up for interpretation, and then it's just like a downhill roller coaster from there. But I don't know. That that's always like the main thing. It's like you know, you see these other groups and. Um, cultures and races actually come together and again as black people we don't have that we don't have as much as we want to say we have black excellence and all that stuff which we do we, we absolutely we're
4: just not showing it enough
0: yeah we we just don't know how to come together it's just i don't know why is that so hard so
4: what you think the only time we really came together was when like you know like you know like like when certain marches happened or in let's go back two years ago when the whole George Floyd thing happened, mm-hmm. like, well, I granted, mean, granted the whole world came to that but it was like to steal. Yeah. Like, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, and, and real quick. And that kind of did remind me, like even going back to George Floyd, when that happened, like a full man got lynched on national, on TV mm-hmm. and every sports, you know, company said, Hey, we're going to hear It's like, it's like they felt sorry for Black people, but it's like at the same time I felt like that was just a power boom that they did just to say like, "Hey, we we support y'all," and then after that, after that died down,
0: they still kind of like slid out the way. Yeah, like, and yeah. I feel
4: like that's what they're doing with Kyrie. It's like, "Hey, we're with y'all, but yeah, we're gonna go back to what how was been, how we've been doing." Yeah, you know, and then like you know, just every sports analyst in the NBA or just any any sports analyst period that was covering the, this whole Kyrie thing, like. Mm. At first, they was dogging them.
0: Yeah, that that was another thing too. It it just sucks. Granted, it's like we we do have to be very mindful. Literally, all these companies that all all are high power, uh, black ex- excellent uh, people that we look up to for the most part.
4: Dog the shit out of them.
0: Dog the shit out of them, and they they're run by Jewish people. Like they the the Jewish community has the money. money. So it's like, and that was my only thing with Kyrie. It's like, nigga, you you know, who, look at your owner, like.
4: But he, but he don't care though.
0: I know, but it's just like, come on, yo, you 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 gotta know this. Like, you you gotta just have that one inkling of like, okay, if I do this, I know the the head honcho of my
4: brand, ca- yeah,
0: brand cash flow
4: is gonna cut me off.
0: S- something, some. But it's
4: like, but again, my thing is this. Like, it's like. I feel like Jewish people still know the truth mm-hmm. on, you know, their, you know, community. Yeah. But they're just turning a blind eye to it and just don't want to really sit there and actually admit it. Mm-hmm. Because my biggest thing is this. When the Holocaust happened, what happened after that? They got reparations for that. Big time. Slave, slaves, we didn't get nothing. Yeah, we, got, we still haven't got nothing. Exactly. So it's, it's like. When people do their research and they actually, you know, pinpoint the truth about things, it's like certain ethnic groups doesn't don't want to hear that. And when I mean by that, like, let's just keep the book. There's a lot of white people that don't want to accept a lot of truth about their heritage. Mm. Because last time I checked, this land be belonged to the Native Americans. There were some black natives over here, too. Christopher Columbus came over here act like he discovered something yeah. that was already discovered, mm-hmm. then next thing you know, you committed a whole genocide and you wiped out an entire nation of people. Then at the same time, too, you committed another genocide by erasing black people's heritage when it came to us living in Africa. Right. So it's like when we tell y'all this truth, y'all want to turn a blind eye to it and y'all want to stick with the fact that you believe that Christopher Columbus was lost and he discovered America and called it America without even really realizing he took something that was already planted. Right. You know, and then we, we when, we're like, we're, when we were in school, it's like, you were, it's like, I feel like at some point we all had a feeling like, were we really at the bottom of the barrel as slaves? When it's when in actuality, no, we were at the top of the food chain. Mm-hmm. Again, we had advanced weaponry weaponry at the time, and people were coming to us for resources. Like we had, we legit had our you know real life Wakanda. Mm-hmm. You know, like no pun intended, but it's like that's what we were. That's what we had. We still had our problems, like and like any other nation had, but we were still able to thrive. Right, and people wanted you know our resources. Mm-hmm until the three-country slave trade happened and that got taken
0: taken away from us. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just... You just got to... You just really sit back and you just see what the world is, like, really going through and you just see what is happening. And it's just like, damn, bro. Like, why why is there so much chaos? Like, I, I feel like... I literally feel like there's, like, a chaos. Like, every crevice and crack you can look at. It's like... Where where is the the silver lining in this? Where when do we feel like we can feel peace? Where is the peace? That's what I'm saying. Where is the peace? Shit, I
4: don't know, man.
0: <laughs> you got somebody else there, but um,
4: oh no. So yeah, so now on to our next next topic, which is like two topics into one because they're gonna co-align with each other. Um, college football is almost at the in- end point, and I hate to say that. I'm so sad. Yeah. But, you know, recently, um, if you guys have been keeping up, you know, the college football playoff rankings have been coming out consistently. And the past rankings show that the top four teams are Georgia at one, Ohio State at two, Michigan at three, and TCU at four. Before you continue,
0: Texas, you have one job. I don't want to hear nothing I from that. I knew it.
4: Texas was going to lose that game. I don't want to hear t- nothing about. And I'm going to touch bases on that real, real soon.
0: I don't want to hear nothing about no longhorns, no hook'em horns. I don't want to hear nothing about no Quinn Ewers. All y'all are trash. Period. Point blank. Go ahead.
4: Sorry. Now, <laughs> so pretty much, um, like I said, Georgia is at one. Ohio State's at two. missions at three. TCU's at four. Mm. How I can see this playing now is that if Georgia wins the SEC, which I still have them winning, but I'm not sleeping on LSU completely. Yeah. But if Georgia wins out, they're the clear number one team. Now I'm going to skip us real quick because I'm going to touch bases on us like on the last part of the segment. Okay. Now with my thing is this. The door is wide open for the Big 12 and the Pac-12 because w- Washington just recently beat uh, Oregon in a classic game. Mm,
0: and that was a great game.
4: Exactly. Michael Penix, he made a right decision switching to uh, transferring to Washington after uh, Indiana. And um, yeah, so that happened. And then at the same time too, uh, like 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 you just said, TCU uh, beat Texas, which I knew they would because right. I trust I trust uh, their their offense way better than
0: but they Texas str- offense. They definitely struggled though. It wasn't I
4: just a struggle; it was more like a defensive game for the first three quarters because mm, they were
0: definitely f- trying to fill each other out. Yeah,
4: yeah, and and everyone said that TCU lacks on defense, but they yeah. they, they kind of show what their defense can really do once mm. they put it all together. Right. You know, so I was kind of happy to see that. So, my thing with uh, TCU is, like, they're more likely we'll have to play an- this another team that they beat in the Big 12 championship. Mm-hmm. So, if they win that con- convincingly, then I feel like they they're c- in there. They, they'll they they move up to the third spot. Now, with the Pac-12, I just feel like it's going to come down between U- USC and UCLA. because
0: that's like this weekend.
4: And I believe USC has one loss, right, because they lost to Utah.
0: Yep. And then, crazy enough, UCLA, they have one job, too. They lost to Arizona. Yeah, they lost to Arizona. You guys were supposed to come into the game with both one loss, and then it'd be better if y'all th- both came in undefeated. But I mean, yeah, but y'all y'all both were supposed to come in there with one loss and then knock each other off. Right. But that didn't happen.
4: Now the games that you say, right?
0: Uh, I believe so. Yes. Uh, I. Granted, okay. it's like a feral like home game for both, but. It's technically, you I think, a home game for UCLA. I mean,
4: you got you in Pasadena, and then you win.
0: What? Uh, where's USC really located at? Like, that's from like LA. So like, still,
4: but still, like, um, I got USC winning that game. Mm. Um, now, granted, I feel like uh, UCLA is not going out without a fight because DTR has been balling this season and Charbonnet and that offense at the same time too. But um, you know, Zinger Riley, Kayla Williams, I just feel like they have better explosive players. Offensively, especially at the wide receiver position, so oh that's it. No, that. I, I like, it's a, still, it's still, it's, a, hard. it's still an, an equal, equally matchup. Yeah. But I just feel like USC is going to get that win. Now, yeah. again, I will not be shocked if UCLA pulls out a win. But if they do, then the Pac twelve is really shooken up.
0: Yeah, they're they're done.
4: Yeah. So, um, so that's the, so yeah. Whoever comes out of that and more likely will have to play a team like Utah or Oregon in the in the uh, Pac twelve championship. Mm-hmm. And then whoever wins that might get in the playoff because at the same time, too, the uh, ACC championship is already set, and it's uh, North Carolina and Clemson. Clemson yeah. And, and I honestly, I North got Carolina, North Carolina that's yeah, going to yeah. win that
0: game. <laughs> I got North Carolina, too. Because <laughs> I, I just
4: knew they were gonna Clemson was going to lose a game. It just was so ironic that the game that they lost was the <laughs> same game. DJ Uwe Ungagale was the starter at two years ago during the COVID year when Trevor Lawrence caught COVID and they had to play against Notre Dame on the road, mm-hmm. and he lost that game in overtime. And they came back to Notre Dame and they lost in a more, less convincing fashion. They just <laughs> got killed.
0: Yeah, they got blown the fuck out. You know, and yeah, <laughs> if
4: if y'all can see what we just seen, y'all don't want y'all will understand our faces. My, These Philly fans are ridiculous. My
0: guy had the whole sesame, he was on
4: camera like a few weeks ago too. By the way, was he that same guy? Yeah, I'm
0: so <laughs> my guy had the whole Sesame Street tatted on his belly,
4: literally. So, so yeah, that was that. Now. At the time of this recording, we are literally one week away from what I think will be the biggest game of the year between Ohio State and Michigan. Now, I'm going to give it to you in a second, but I just got to say this real quick, too. What I've been seeing from Ohio State lately, you know, people have been talking about our run game the past three weeks, and, yes, it has been, like, you know, up and down because, one – Injuries have been playing a factor in our run game because yeah. coming into the season, you know, we kind of expected that Travion and mine will be fully healthy, but both of them have been banged up with injuries. It's like if one gets hurt, then the other one, the other one has to play. And then the other one comes back, the other one gets hurt again. So, mm. like, it's been a back, consistent a back and forth, back and forth right. versus something just staying consistent, you know. And then uh, this past game we played against Indiana, you know, granted it's Indiana, but I can honestly say this was the best I've seen the run game look because I feel like the play calling was a lot better. The gaps and holes were opened up a lot better, and I feel like our strong suit is for us to run up the middle mm-hmm. to set up runs on the outside, you know, and um, it's just unfortunate that Mayan got hurt in that game because he was eating because I feel like he if he kept playing, he would have got, like, close to 200 yards rushing.
0: Mm-hmm. I was about to say, I feel like with Mayan, y'all, y'all, I don't, I don't like when y'all try and make him go outside because he's he, more of a north south. Yeah, he, no, he is a north south. He runner. is a north south. Yeah. So it's like that's that was the whole thing of my my thinking of when you guys had Travion and mine. it was supposed to be the one two punch of mine gets those hard yards in the in the up the middle, and then you get Travion going to the outside to the outside. But I mean, I, I get you want to show that they can do both. both. But, but
4: it's kind of obvious given their play style, yeah, who's like –
0: Who's what, yeah. Yeah.
4: But, um, but also, too, I will say, like, even though Dewan Jones didn't play that game, Josh Fryer pretty much solidified him as the right tackle for next year. So, I just want to throw that out there, too. Mm-hmm. But, um. so, yeah, like, I just feel like the injuries I've been playing, the fact they in the play calling wasn't the best. But I just feel like they emphasize on running the ball, and I think it showed And I think they finally have something that, that they're going to stick with. Now moving forward, we have Maryland this upcoming game, and if I'm Ryan Day, I'm still sending out Travion, and I'm definitely sending out Maya Williams. So, Dallin Hayden, um, Xavier Johnson, and we, you uh, know, they're saying we're going to get a trip, uh training back. So, those three guys, hey, the floor is yours. So do what you need to do, mm-hmm. and um, defensively, I mean, I'm falling, mo- I'm falling more in love with this defense because. Literally, it's like the way we've been flying to the ball has been outstanding. The linebackers, I feel like, to me, are my favorite, you know, group group, group this season because Steel Chambers and uh, Tommy Eichenberg have been showing just straight, you know, pure linebacking skills. And Tommy Eichenberg, I believe, is just literally just slowly setting, climbing his way up on the male um, Kuiper's board as far as like top linebackers being taken. Because I honestly could see him being like an early second round pick or even a late first-round pick, mm-hmm. depending on how far we go this season. Right. And still, Chambers, you know, from a guy – and I knew him switching back to linebacker was going to help help his game out because he played running back, too, in high school and in and in Ohio State until he finally made that switch it's last it. year. But he finally got, you know, coached up the right way by Jim Nose because, like I said, he's a, also the linebacking coach, too. Mm-hmm. So I was definitely happy about that. And I'm finally, finally seeing this D-line come together as far as, like, the pass rush. Because uh, Zach Harrison, granted, he hasn't been putting up, like, Chase Young-type numbers, but he's been playing a lot better and a lot differently. Um, Teron Vincent's finally showing why he was a five-star. And uh, JT, Tui, Mololau, and Jack Sawyer are going to be a problem 2023. Because I fi- I feel like uh, Jack Sawyer finally came out um, and showed what he can really do against Indiana, you know? Now. And real quick, real quick. And our secondary, I feel like we're, finally, we're finally getting healthy. Because, granted, it's Indiana, but the way Cameron Brown was playing in that game, breaking up two passes, I was definitely happy to see that. Now, granted, you know, still some busted coverages happened in that game, but I just still like the fact that they were able to regroup, and Latham Ramsom is balling, Because mm. I noticed, like, they finally kind of had to say, like, hey, we're not going to switch them, go back and forth between you and Josh, so we're going to make Latham the full-time uh, free safety, and – you know, that was a smart move because I love Josh Proctor, but Latham just has better vision to me. And I feel like Josh Proctor is more of the in-the-box safety uh, type player. I'm going to blow you up. Yeah. Latham, run, run defender. Run yeah, defender. Latham, yeah, Latham, he can cover the field, but at the same time, too, he has enough speed to still play inside the box and get you on, on a delayed blitz. I got gotcha. you. So, so, yeah, that, so yeah uh, that's uh, that for how I'll say now. Yo Wolverines.
0: I was about to say the one thing cuz I was wondering if you're going to uh touch on y'all's secondary. Granted, your front seven, I agree. That is like top tier. Is out you guys are there.
4: We're top 5 in category. Right,
0: right. Secondary y'all still a little it's a little shaky. I'm am I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real. Y'all a little shaky, I mean, they're so.
4: going to get tested against Maryland. Yeah. So, I I want to see how this is going to look with a full healthy secondary. Right, facts.
0: Um but for my Wolverines, uh Hey, man, uh, defense, I'm going to start with defense. To uh, Like Ty was saying, I, I feel like our front seven is up there as well. Um, our D-line, Mike Morris, I'm very I'm very satisfied with what he has done, uh, taking over for uh, Jabo and Aiden Hutchinson. Granted, I'll say it like this. Since we don't have the quote-unquote stars like they were, again, cohesively playing as a unit, that is, we are the most dominant defense I've I seen. I feel like in that's both time. of our
4: defenses, deep, deep lines. We don't have stand standout player, but as a cohesiveness, there every, a lot of people have been stepping up for both sides of the ball. So I, agree. I, I did want to say that.
0: Mm, I agree. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Was it? I'm just. I'm very pissed that at, towards the end of the uh, Nebraska game, he got up limping. So we we are in the same boat as y'all. Injuries is kicking our asses. Like <laughs> I. Half the time I, I look at the depth chart, I'm like, bro, where is everybody at? <laughs> like, I didn't even know uh, Luke Schoonmaker was out for that game until they said something. I'm Wait, like, he was out against Nebraska. Yeah, I'm like, nigga, what the? F- what happened to you? <laughs> you were just playing against Rutgers. I, granted, I I, I have a I have a feeling like they're kind of like saving saving people. Like, okay, you can you can calm down for this week. But I'm just I'm like dang bro like literally the depth chart just just get bigger and bigger every week I'm like bro are we are y'all not trying to play or what <laughs> But yeah injuries is definitely um a thing for for us too uh our o-line granted is very is still very dominant but we still have interchanging pieces it feels like every week and I'm just like bro can I just find somebody to stay healthy for like two weeks consistently um uh donovan edwards he he left the game early last week with a a soft soft cast on his hand i don't know how how serious that is no one's really talking about that right now so we're we're trying to figure out what's up with him and mike morris um yeah man secondary will johnson my man is out here. He is definitely coming up and showing like why he is uh, a five star and why he got the number two from uh, Charles Woodson. He's he's definitely putting his name out there. He, I'm gonna put this out there and say he's gonna be an All-American next year, because uh, that's that's already about to be a full full full-blown conclusion with that. Um, yeah, defense is just nice, man. Are you, so,
4: are you going to bring up the obvious when it comes to your offense besides, I mean, yeah. the run, besides the run game?
0: I mean, yeah, of course. I was I was building my way up to that. I was building my way. Our passing game. <laughs> I'll say it like this. Okay, the deep ball itself, just take that as as one thing, is terrible. I'll just be <laughs> flat out honest it, it, it's with not you. There. It's not it's there. It's just not. I don't know if it's just because – JJ was out during fall and spring I, camp.
4: I'll say this: I feel like watching his mechanics. I feel like he has a glitch in his throwing mechanics.
0: I, I kind of do see what you saying. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Because he be throwing, like he'll throw the ball, but it goes that way. Like his <laughs> arm can be perfectly straight, but then it's bitch. just like a late glitch. It's just like, bro, what just happened? <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I'll, I'll be real. The the deep ball, just that that point right there is just bad. I. Can't can't say that enough. That shit is terrible. I don't know if it's just off routes. People I mean I think it's I don't a think it's the
4: routes. I think it's him.
0: I don't know. I don't I I mean he some 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 of the time, I'll say it like this. Some of the time he is putting the ball in <laughs> the right position and these niggas is just not catching the Because
4: what was I think it was like in the first quarter,
0: um he threw a deep shot to somebody. He threw the ball to goddamn uh Was it Anthony? No, I mean yes, but that one was just an overthrown. But he threw a crispy ball to um uh Cornelius. Cornelius. I swear to God, bro, I am so ready for you to leave, bro. I promise you, I'm ready for you to leave. Cause that shit literally was there, went through like my nigga made a diamond and it went through the diamond. Yes, I'm like, bro, (laughs) like I can't, I can't deal with that no more. I really can't. Like, he's cool. Like, he's a good receiver when it comes to just doing like intermediate routes. Yeah, but like. You're not. He's not explosive, bro. Like he's just not. He's not him. He's not anything. I just <laughs> need him to get off the field. I'm ready for a freshman to take your spot. Period. Point blank. But everybody else, I just feel like is they're not getting getting enough separation for him, and then also JJ's not finding the rhythm of getting putting it putting it in the spots where they are wanting him to, because. There was a couple balls to, uh, uh, I want to say Ronnie. He, he, he threw the ball to Ronnie on, like, a, a post or it was a deep, deep slant. And I think he was looking for it to go to his back shoulder, but he threw it in, in front of him. I'm just like, ah. Oh, that's where I feel like the communication is off with both of them or just with the receiving room in general because he's still trying to figure out where everybody likes the ball placement at. Right. So – I don't know, I, but I do feel like it's coming. I, I I believe it is It is getting there. I don't know when, but it's going to get there. Now, I mean, granted, it has to get there before we get come down here. But
4: but at the same time, I'm not going to lie, granted, Illinois, y'all have one job. Do not mess up. Uh, y'all, oh, it's like, God, the Big Ten West is trash. That's man. why I need USC and UCLA to come now because – they're going to say the Big Ten West. I'm sorry. Like,
0: <laughs> are, are they going to put them in both of them in the West?
4: I f- I feel like they're going to switch up the the Big Ten conference as a whole because yeah, again, I, like again, like we already know USC, UCLA, and UCLA is coming over here. But if we get teams like Cal, Oregon, and Stanford, then you really got to do some readjusting. So if I would have to see it, like when it comes to the Big Ten East, because we already you know stacked heavy over there, mm. I would keep definitely keep Ohio State and Michigan, keep Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State over there. Because right. those are the most consistent teams in the Big Ten East.
0: But I don't know. Sometimes I feel like what it what would it look like if
4: Ohio State, Michigan was in separate like divisions in yeah, the Big Ten,
0: yeah, and still I, keep the rivalry though. Like you, you well, still then, make that a, a at the end of the year game. But it's
4: like again, I don't want. I feel like both teams shouldn't have to, shouldn't have to play each other twice in the Big Ten Conference game. Cause you're right. Like that just takes away from the ambiance of the, of that game being the game of the last. Game of the regular season, so right. I feel like it takes away from that. So keep them in the same division. Mm. Now USC, UCLA. I mean, you can do that, but I just feel like the impact wasn't me, won't be as impactful like Ohio State, Michigan would be. Because mm. if anything, I would take USC in the East and put UCLA in the West because
0: I don't see, that, but I feel like that's that's just putting the the t the t, how do you want the balance beam. Will be off. All
4: well, well, like I said, you can put Michigan State in the Big Ten West, and you, and honestly, I will put. Hmm. I'll put Rutgers in the Big Ten West. Granted, they are far on the East Coast in Jersey, but mm. I would just put them over there, and just because, <laughs> just because it's, it's, it's Rutgers. I feel it. I feel it. So, but um, now, now let's uh, dive into this question. Now, what do you think? Will be your team like both teams like you know Achilles' heel for us to win that game. Me personally, it is y'all pass game because JJ can throw all those intermediate routes he wants to, mm-hmm. but it, it it's going to come down to him throwing a deep ball to get to really make that yeah, offense oh, explosive. Because I can honestly say y'all have some explosive receivers. Man, y'all just not are y'all are not utilizing them to their pedigree.
0: And I feel like and it's just some of the play calling too. It's just like
4: but I, real quick, I'm going. I'm, I'm glad you bringing that up. I'm gonna say this: If Ohio State comes out like how we did in 2018, where we just straight pounce on y'all, y'all's coordinators are gonna have their heads split yeah, been, because no one is gonna figure out how to adjust, and no one has veto power still. I'm sorry, like you can say what you want to say about a certain coordinator, but it's not gonna be, you know, that final say so off one of them.
0: I'll say, well, to your point with the v ve- uh, with the veto power. Well, okay, well, if you guys try and pounce on us. I feel like we have shown over the course of the year that we are a second half team. Granted, y'all are too. So that is that but, is going to be. But y'all a- are
4: more one dimensional than we are, because we're finally getting our run game back to uh, some some degree. But we can show that if we are a true balanced team, it's a it's a nightmare for anybody else.
0: See, with that though, I feel. It there's there's different aspects in the passing game that we do very well in. And I was just listening to um Devin Gardner and Sam Webb on their uh on their radio show slash podcast on uh YouTube. Um when it comes to like play action, when it comes to read option and what I've always said like from the twenty on our end to marching down to the twenty on the opposite end. That the middle of the field, like there's wide is, open for y'all, bro. There is no team in the in the nation that is fucking with our offense, period. Like there, there is no one stopping that shit at all. Like I, I put, I will put money on that shit. Like our, what I want to say, our just our philosophy on that. Like we are able to hit key play, hit key routes and key plays and run the ball effectively. When it gets down to the nitty gritty. To the red zone, that is the issue, and it's just because, hard to figure that part out. For because
4: us. my thing is like I don't, and people haven't noticed this, but y'all have been getting dispose a lot recently. Because I was really shocked when y'all got shut out three times. Against records in the end zone, but that's and the, it took y'all four and took y'all fourth down to finally score two touchdowns.
0: But that's what I'm saying because the play calling is just because like, everyone they, knows y'all going to run the ball. Yeah, but it, there's ways to do that though. Like there is different ways of just having Blake go up the middle all the fucking time. Like there there is other ways to get him the ball if you want to run the ball. There is other ways to have get, different play calls in the red zone. Like it does not always have to be. I'm going to just have J.J. hand the ball off to Blake and, you know, make him do what he do. Like, no, there's different ways to do this. But I feel like we'd be so stuck in our ways because we want to show our dominance and show that we can line up man-to-man, hat on a hat, and just blow niggas off the, off the line. That is not always going to work, especially when we play, like, Georgia or someone. Like, they got 300-pounders consistently on the line. Like, that is not always going to work. So that's where I get irritated watching us all the time, and I don't know. Just in the red zone, I just feel like we have a multitude of things that we can do. It's just I don't know if they're holding that shit for y'all, or they just are just so hard-headed to the point where we're just gonna be like, hey, we're just gonna run the ball.
4: I feel like y'all hard. I feel like it's the hard-headedness because again, it's like they Michigan has shown for two years in a row that they are a run-first the team and that. If it's going good or if it's going bad, we're going to run the ball. And that's what I've been seeing the past few weeks. If it's going bad, y'all are going to run the ball regardless because y'all feel like y'all okay. have the O-line and the running back to get in the end zone. And it showed against Rutgers because literally Corum, after I think the first touchdown was on the a, on a sideline dry even. <laughs> mm,
0: now, the niggas has been throwing – he threw up like – I've counted like three times this niggas thrown up, <laughs> but – I feel like they've said like he's he's only done done that because you know he's just got so many so much nerves and you know you just gotta get him out, get him out. But literally, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'll just say it like this. Oh well, go ahead. Talk but like my to. thing,
4: but like again, I just feel like you know when it comes to y'all again, like like let me ask you this: Do you really feel like that y'all's competition has been up to par, or y'all feel like y'all really haven't played an explosive team? Overall, offensively and, these, and defensively, that can really match y'all's toughness.
0: Um. To the toughness part, no, I don't feel like we've faced a team to match our toughness, except may maybe for Iowa, just on the toughness side, and maybe for Maryland. I
4: feel like they're just more—they're tough, but they're more so fundamentally sound. sound. Yes.
0: I agree with that, but I I still you know those those are corn fed white boys over there in Iowa, so like they got, they tough. Too when it was I mean it yeah, good. but you know we we sprinkle in some Floridians and you know some some speed over here, but <laughs> over there that's just you know I'm gonna pick up uh, Billy Bob Thornton from Hamilton Ohio. And, you know we are gonna make a do what to do, but Iowa that that is a that is a tough team over there, and Maryland I feel like. We we got a chance to see what uh, some, some some sort of
4: explosiveness looks like.
0: Yeah, has it has it been on like a consistent basis? No, No. until we
4: play y'all. So be- because I feel like just in the scenario, save y'all beat us again. I just feel like y'all will definitely be exposed as far as like okay. Y'all are about to face, like, real, real explosiveness off, off, offensively and toughness on the defensive side of the ball. Mm,
0: I, I agree. I, I don't want to say we're going to get exposed full-heartedly, but we're definitely going to be, like, scratching our head and be like, damn, these – Like, are we sure we are meant to be here? <laughs> yeah. I mean, because, granted now, –
4: granted, now, now, granted, last year, y'all had every right to be in the playoff. I give y'all that. But I'm, I just knew Georgia was about to beat the shit out of y'all. Yeah.
0: I'm going to say it like this, though. That picture – it is the most iconic thing i have ever seen in my life. Oh, and when
4: a uh, quorum, when um, all of them,
0: when all of them were just sitting and watching them niggas celebrate. celebrate. Now, i'm telling you, that pick that that really did something to them. I promise you it did. And
4: and i got something to take it back that but continue.
0: And if we are able to beat y'all and make it to the playoff again, that picture is just going to be in history forever like that that's just going to be like uh, a point in Michigan history where we knew like things are going to change and now
4: for my combatant on that this is my thing Ryan Day is a coach that does not forget and I'm going to keep saying this and you can agree with me on this Mm -hmm.
0: hold on before you say that I want to say this one thing do you feel like Ryan Day is turning y'all into Big 12 football. No. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm going to say
4: that after I say my combatant in this part. Okay. Now, again, Ryan Day is a coach that, that, that does not forget. Because going back to 2019, a game where everyone knew we should have won that game against Clemson. But thanks to a stupid targeting call and a stupid turnover that should have won us the game. Mm. It is what it is. 2020, we played Clemson again. A game that everybody wanted, wanted to see that rematch in. But prior to that season, Ohio State had that score in every part of the facility possible just to have a remembrance of, look, this is what happened, and if we played them again, we're not losing. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, we played them again. We literally ended the f- the reign of Clemson football. It's just that simple. Point, point, period. Mm-hmm. Last year, we had a very young team, but we were still putting up numbers to a degree. But at the same time, too, as a whole, that team was not Inclusive with everything, and even the coaching staff, because it showed. Because you had a player literally quit in the middle of a game. (laughs) You had people transferring out, and you had to switch coordinators in the middle of the season, Mm -hmm. given like some form of complicity on the defensive side of the ball. Right now, to a degree, it did work. Didn't work good enough because we got killed by Oregon, and y'all and y'all beat us every 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 so every so every right so that y'all have. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's that. Now, what does Ryan Day do in the offseason? He cleans house. Once again, he goes to Jim Knowles, a uh, coordinator that had Oklahoma State in the top five defensive category, had every right to. We got him. We got Tim um, Tim Walton from the, ja- from the ja- Jaguars, who was a former Buckeye, who I still did not know played for Ohio State back in the 90s.
3: <laughs> and then
4: um, we went down to Cincy, and we got Perry uh, Eliano because he coached up uh, Sauce Gardner, who is – Killing it in the NFL, by yeah, the way. you he's going crazy. You know, so I w- we were glad to get him. And also, too, we were able to snatch uh, Josh Fryer from uh, UCLA for the O-line coach, and I feel like he's brought a different spark to the o- to the o- whole offensive line. Mm. So that was that. Now, again, <coughs> everybody that was on that team that was relatively young was already coming back, you know. And I knew for a fact that seeing that image of the Amazing Blues celebrate Granted, on their field, but just just having that feeling of finally losing to them after a nice 10-year decade of dominance of us beating Mm y'all, you know, it resonated with them. And I knew they took it personally. I knew they did. I knew they did the entire team. So I knew coming into this season they were not trying to have that experience two years in a row. They just weren't. Because even Luke Whipler said that anytime that game comes on, he gets pissed. Which he has every right, so mm-hmm. every right to so. And CJ Stroud even has come out and said that I'm not trying to lose that game. Again, I'm not trying to lose that game. Now, this is where I feel like we just have a slighter edge over y'all. Because again, it's been four years since the last time we played y'all in the shoe, since twenty eighteen. And I'm gonna keep saying it.
0: That bullshit of a call, but you know. Twenty eighteen? Or are you t- you talking about 2016? I'm 22- yeah, 2016. But still, I'm I'm still not. I'm, we still holding on to that bullshit. <laughs> that shit never died. As long as we we been out not playing y'all, so we we still hold on to that.
4: It is what it is with that. But still, 2018 was the last time we played y'all in the shoe. And again, who was coaching that game? Urban Meyer in his last game coaching Ohio State, mm-hmm. and Dwayne Haskins in his last game at coach, playing at Ohio State, who ultimately passed his pass this, earlier this year, I believe, right? Yeah. So rest in peace, Dwayne. Exactly. So C.J. Stroud has already said that he's dedicating this season to Dwayne Haskins. That, so that's already out there because he has his name on his uh arm wrap on his sleeve and all that stuff. They're probably they're going to run with that in the media as far as like you know what's it what's it finally mean to finally play this finally play that team up north back in the shoe after a four year gap period. Mm-hmm. So I know they're probably going to run with that, but also too the f- you know. I feel like this moment will now be like the you know greatest moment in Ohio State football history with what a uh, Cameron Babb and what he did this past Saturday. That was great. Like even,
0: like even though I'm not an Ohio State fan, I can appreciate you know someone's journey and understanding how, what they've had to go through. So that was like amazing. I feel
4: like if you ask any player that had an ACL tear, if you ask them if you can withstand three more ACL tears, do you feel like you can still play? I guarantee you most of them will say no.
3: Yeah, right.
4: He went through 4 Mm-hmm. One in high school, another one in college. By the way, he had four of them, two of them on both knees. That's crazy. Crazy. And then he had other, you know, setbacks too, like with some, like, meniscus tear and, like, some partially torn ligaments. Like, mm-hmm. he has all that, but yet he still stayed. And that shows you how much faith he has in God. Mm-hmm.
0: And Did you uh – I was watching their interview. Did you catch their interview a little bit?
4: I really didn't have to catch it just to know like how impactful that was because yeah. for him to have that moment and for the entire team to celebrate, just yep. to celebrate with him was enough. Like I didn't really have to listen to him to that interview because I knew it was already impactful enough. Mm. So I just feel like with that, with him finally having that moment, and I feel like they might, they probably will start to utilize him to a degree, not a whole lot, but to a degree, and I just feel like his embodiment of what it means to keep playing. keep playing through all the adversity he's been through, I feel like will be you know, our motivation to beat y'all even more. And I feel like if we can emulate what we did in 2018 where we just came out straight guns blazing and we just take the momentum away from y'all early, mm. that's why I feel like we're probably going to win this game. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout because I still feel like y'all will put up points because, again, y'all going to rely on – quorum to win y'all the game. Let's just keep it a buck. But I just feel like, and I feel like, and I can agree with you on this too, both teams are saving stuff for each other, but I just feel like, again, what's really making it seem stand out is our defense, because that's one area that we've been lacking consistently since 2019. Mm. We, if we had a consistent defense with a consistent defensive coordinator who knows how to call up schemes and disguise them, it's a problem because they're going to show how athletic we are and why you know these players came here, and I feel like Jim Knows is really about to dig into his bag and really show. Okay, we really about to confuse y'all because mm. he, likes <laughs> dis- he likes to he likes he likes to to confuse the offense, which I feel like every defensive coordinator does, but the way he does it, it's unreal. Mm. And I still feel like with Ryan Day, he is about to unleash some offensive uh, fire, what uh power call and plays that y'all haven't even seen,
0: Mark. Mm. My- and I, I, I do believe that. I do believe you guys are holding, holding stuff back. And I do believe we're holding stuff back, too. Um, but I don't know. I just feel in my heart of heart, after watching what we did last year, with what y'all had, quote-unquote, with Olave, uh, Wilson, Big uh, Jigba, and uh, Buka for little spurts last year. Yeah. And we were still able – granted, I'm not saying that we are going to, like, stop y'all from having, like, a 300-yard
4: – But that's the thing, though, too. You got to think. We're doing all
0: of this without Jackson. Now, he's
4: scheduled to come back for that game.
0: I thought he was done.
4: No, now his dad said, like, the, um, the timeline for him to come back is against Michigan. Okay. So, but – but this is one thing I will say. If Ohio State had been 100% healthy the entire season, I think this conversation we're having is – a very different conversation.
0: It'll be a little bit tougher to have. Cause. Exactly
4: because I feel like Michigan fans will be like, uh, "I don't know about this year because the way they playing, it's like
0: mm. I don't know." Because that's that's all I'm saying. It's like you know what we were saying that last year, and I was very vocal of like our secondary was just like. Ah.
4: But I thought But the main reason why y'all did win was because again we couldn't. We didn't have a good enough run game. Mm-hmm. And we didn't adjust to when, you know, the pass game was taken away from us. So, and plus, again, too, y'all had Jabu and Hutchinson who were playing their asses off that year. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's why y'all really won, you know. But at the same time, too, it showed last year y'all were a run first team and y'all didn't really have to throw the ball as much. And then, again, too, our secondary was horrendous you know, last year. <laughs> and I
0: feel like that is, that's still a main focus because, again, we lead, I think we're at least, like, top five in – both time. teams
4: are top five in, I think, a lot of categories. Yeah,
0: but but what really is catching my eye is the time of possession. So, if, if we are able to eat eat clock and, and still get points. So, basically,
4: y'all trying to do what North Horson did when we played them. Take away the time of possession for us, for y'all to be on the field a lot longer.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, that was, that was the whole thing last year, too, because the time of possession, we were – up in the score on y'all on that one.
4: Because honestly, too, what I did notice, like when we ran the ball e- uh, e-fis- e-fis- efficiently? efficiently against Indiana, we won in time of possession.
0: Mm. I mean, that's that's all. That's how it always is. If you can run the game or run the ball efficiently, you are going to eat clock like, like nothing. And
4: I felt like we finally found what we need to do to run the ball to be to keep us on the field a lot longer offensively and for us to be more balanced. So. You know, to kinda wrap it up, um, like I said, we're a week away from that, but just giving our you but just give our quick uh takes on like what to expect when we play Maryland for Ohio State and Illinois for uh Michigan. Me personally, even though Illinois has been still somewhat of a disappointment because there's no way y'all should have lost to Purdue, but <laughs> I'm gonna keep it a buck with y'all. The way that team has been playing on both sides of the ball, y'all, that will be y'all like first real test because that defense is scary, their secondary can pick you off mm. at any point in the game. So if I'm JJ, I'm making sure my intermediate routes and my, you know, in and out routes are pinpoint accurate because if one glitch in my arm is going on, <laughs> I'm getting picked arm. off.
0: I'm I agree. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at it from more of a standpoint of like, okay, with us, with our health risk. With everybody right now, what what is the lineup going to be like, and who's about to play, and how are they going to carry out carry out uh, their their jobs? So, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be it's going to be a close one. It might be a real. It's going to be a nasty game. Not, oh yeah,
4: because like like I said, that defense is going to bring some physicality to y'all's whole line. Yeah, so I and don't. I feel like I feel like I'll say this. I feel like Illinois is going to get like at least two sacks on JJ. I'll say that.
0: I, I wouldn't put that past them, but I don't, I'm not expecting it to be like a, I oh don't know, we, we'll be lucky to see like 30, 30 points for real, in my opinion.
4: I'll say, I'll say, I'll say like a smooth 27, 20 game, yeah. y'all winning.
0: You said 20 to, 27 to 20? Yeah. Damn, you're making it close.
4: Hey, hey, they running back is nice. Chase Brown, he nice.
0: I mean, yeah, but you know, they he he going against the number one ranked uh rush defense in the league, but you know. I mean, again, I, I we'll rather, see, we'll see. I, I, dig- I digress. I digress.
4: We will see. But um, now for us against Maryland, I mean, they got shut out against Penn State. So Yeah, that was disgusting. Yeah. And, you know, as explosive, ex- as, explosive as they are with two, uh, Talia and Rakeem Jarrett and uh, Desmond DMS at receiver, it's like seeing what Penn State did to them, I'm like, if we just emulate that, but just in our own way, mm-hmm. then we can put this game in the bag early. But I'm with you. Health wise, like if I'm Ryan Day, score as many points as we can in the first half. And, and everyone sit the <laughs> hell down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Stroud, you done. Kyle McCord, get some reps. Devin Brown, you might see the fourth quarter. Um, you know, we get trip, uh chip uh train back. Hey, Dallin cause I feel like Dallin Hayden is gonna start this game. I just truly believe it. Mm. So Dallin, you do what you do. Trip, uh Chip, you gonna get some um reps too, and Xavier Johnson, you're gonna be all over the place. <laughs> right. So and um so yeah, the faster, the faster we can, you know, get points on the board, the faster we can sit everyone out sit everyone out that's that's going to be definitely needed against uh, Michigan to come um, the following week. And, like I said, I feel like Travion and Maya will be not playing this game just to give them some rest. And I feel like with Travion, him finally having the two, two full weeks of, you know, not playing is going to help his foot out. And I feel like whatever injury Maya has that, you know, looked scary, but he even tweeted saying that he's all good. So – Still, sit him out, and I know. Him. I'm, but I am praying, I am praying to God that if Jackson Smith and Jigba is at least ninety-seven percent healthy going into the Mich- this Michigan game, I feel like that will just be the wrinkle in our offense that will finally come complete. Because not only will y'all have to stop him, y'all definitely will have to stop Marvin Harrison. Now, my only thing besides those two is that. I just need Emeka and Julian to just get off their blocks a lot better as far as like when they're getting pressed.
0: Fle- I'm, Fleming. Uh oh.
4: He's had an up and down Uh-oh. year, but he's finally healthy. That's all I care about. Yeah, still, <laughs> still. But um, but yeah.
0: I'll say it like this though. I want to say this. Um, with our secondary, I it's like I like I like the matchup though. I mean, granted, if you guys get injured, but that or that's it. Yeah, Injicbo. Yeah, um. Back. Yeah, if you get him back, that's that's definitely gonna make me scratch my head. That's gonna like, cause some problems
4: because now I'm it's like, like y'all gotta count for him and Marvin.
0: I'm like, I don't know who, who can. Who do we, you trust
4: to put on one of them?
0: Yeah, I mean, Will Johnson is my person. I'm putting on uh, Marvin Harris.
4: I'm sorry, but Will Marvin's gonna cook him. I'm sorry.
0: I don't know. He's, he's,
4: I'm sorry. The what, I don't know. Man. Literally, they're saying he's like his dad, but just taller. That's, that's saying something.
0: That's fine. But, like he's like his daddy, bro. <laughs> I oh, don't know, man. What I'm Don't seeing, get
4: me wrong. I like Will Johnson. I wanted that nigga to come to Ohio State, but he went to Michigan, so I, I understand why. But you putting a freshman on a nigga like that? Amen. Hey, man. I'm.
0: But he is like he he's not a normal freshman though. He's like, six that, two. That's that's and he's got what two inches more? I I can live with two inches a little bit. I can. But live it's not
4: just the height; it's the route running. And Marvin's route running is becoming more crispier each game.
0: But Will Johnson is put on these clamps. Ty, I'm telling you, like, bro, look at this nigga's film, bro. I am telling, I know I what he can tell- do. I am telling you, this nigga is getting better and better. Each but I'm saying, week.
4: in a game like this, when he has never played in this game before, right? I give you. Granted, Marvin, Marvin has it, but he's experienced
0: what that game intakes. I give you that. I will. I want to say, I'm not saying we're going to put him on a complete island, but I'm saying. That's what Ryan Day wants to do.
4: Put him on an island.
0: <laughs> we gonna we gonna have Macari Page or one of our safeties. He's six four, right? Macari Page. Yeah, I believe so. So we we gonna. That's ha- a
4: tight end matchup with K. Silver, by the way. So that's an equally matchup. But I still love K. Silver because when he gets going in the pass game, he is a he is literally the farm. Ron, uh, Rob <laughs> Ron- Ron- yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but I don't know. Like, I like I like our matchups that we have right now. If N'Jigba is not playing. Like, I, I trust DJ Turner. If, if This is me. I This is how I'm going to put my, li- my lineup. I will put Will Johnson with safety help on Marvin Harrison. So, y'all double-teaming Marvin. Yeah, of course. <laughs> the fuck? Like, but guess what? If y'all do that,
4: guess what? You have another explosive person to get open. See, I can
0: live... I'm taking away – CJ and Marvin is like this. I understand that. Them niggas is like this. If I can take away this and make it like that, I'm cool. But guess what?
4: Guess what? If he can connect with Ibuka and Julian, guess what? You got to account for them too,
0: too. That's fine. That's, and Kay and Stover. That's fine. I got niggas for them though. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I, I have tr- – Because you're going to have Marvin one-on-one at some point in the game
4: if y'all try to double team him. I believe that. And I he's under- going to win the route most of the time.
0: We don't know. I'm I'm leaving that to uh to uh what's the word I wanted to use? I'll just leave that up to uh fate at that point. <laughs> but I am f- putting Will Johnson on Marvin. I'm putting DJ Turner on Mbuka. I'm putting James- DJ
4: Turner can play in the slot. Yeah. Okay.
0: I'm putting uh Gmon Green on Fleming. Um. Then Sto- you
4: putting, you putting a Page on Stover. If they bo- if they both six four. That's an equally matchup then. Yeah, I-,
0: I could do that. But also, we're gonna ha- um he's gonna do he's gonna live in like the middle of the field. So you know he's gonna have um, uh Junior Colson following him a lot of the time too. Granted, Junior Colson is a little a little iffy on his um, Passing. coverage. Yeah, pass coverage. But that's where also we have uh Michael Bennett uh doing his thing too. With
3: Damn,
4: y'all got a Michael Bennett too on y'all team. Yeah. Cause we had one on our D line back in twenty fourteen. Oh, that's why.
0: <laughs> I mean, these niggas' names are very uh, similar. Similar nowadays. So it's like, it is what it is. But uh, that's how that's how I'm looking at it right now. I'm seeing if if uh, Egypt doesn't come come back. That's my matchup in my in my opinion, and I I'm very confident in that. And especially if we can still implement what we did last year, the same way. It's hard. It's hard to. It's hard not to go with that.
4: I don't want to say y'all should do that because again, this is a different team and it's these are different groups of receivers.
0: Right. I I get it, but I'm I'm just saying, and again, I'm not saying that you guys are not gonna get your yards. Y'all are definitely about to rack up probably three, three forty on us. But it's again how y'all get the three forty because we last year we y'all had like what three. Uh, I wanna like say three sixty or something like that. Y'all y'all definitely threw the ball and got your yardage, but it was how y'all it was got running
4: it. the ball that's that really held us back. I mean that too, but it was in the defense too. In our defense.
0: That too. But it was just more or less how y'all were uh getting these uh getting those yards from those catches because all those balls were contested every time, every trip. Yes, you guys had if you really look back at that game y'all were making some spectacular catches.
4: That one catch in Jake had like on his back shoulder where he caught it on one of y'all's defenders.
0: I'm like, like, y'all, how did, how y'all, did you catch that? Y'all niggas were needing some crazy shit to, like, catch. And then, and then the first touchdown, like,
4: I knew Garrett. He, he'd been doing stuff like that since high school. So that wasn't a shock to when he mossed y'all's uh, DB and got that one foot in for a touchdown. Yeah.
0: So that wasn't a shock. But I'm just saying, it, <laughs> it was taking those kind of plays for y'all to – Get these yardage and get these touchdowns and stay in the game. That's all I'm saying. If we can still implement that, I mean, I like again, I like our chances a lot. That's all. I'm gonna leave it at that. Go blue. <laughs> so,
4: so just to wrap this up, man. Um, like I said, Ohio State, Michigan is on a collision course for November twenty sixth. Yes, and sir. literally whoever wins that game will represent the Big Ten and in the playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like going back to what we talked about earlier, you know. Takeoff's death is like still gonna resonate with a lot of people that was just impacted impacted by his presence and what he did musically, and I just feel like moving forward, you know, I just feel like entertainers as a whole just got to move differently now. Like Man. it's it's like y'all just can't be having you know certain people in y'all's group that you know you trust with your security. It's just like everybody can't go with you, you yeah. know, and that means like if they gotta do something else to still be around you, okay, but if as far as protection hire somebody that actually knows what they're doing, and mm-hmm. that is not going to be gun happy or whatever, some shit like that. Yeah, I agree you, with that. You know, and then with the whole Kyrie and uh, Kanye situation, especially with especially Kyrie, let that nigga play. He's done enough for, you know, him to say he apologizes, and if he's still donating money to, you know, these, like, you know, foundations and stuff like that, granted, they're denying him, but he's making an effort to do right, even though he's still standing on what he's saying. And he said nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just y'all don't want to hear it. So let that man play. If that means y'all get booed out by the Jews community, okay, so what? Because at the end of the day, the NBA is for everybody. At the, at the end of the day, you know. So I that's agree.
0: my take. I, I was just very confused out watching uh, Matt Ryan look like young Matty Ice running down the sideline just a minute ago. But I mean, you got Jeff Saturday as a head coach now. So hey, yeah, man, that's <laughs> great. I mean. And you remember, well, let me not say you do remember, but th- this was a controversy for him to get that job. Like, people were sa- granted, he's just the interim head coach. They did not make him the full-blown head guy. But, you know, they were trying to bring up the, the Rooney rule and all that stuff. So, it's like. Well, they going to have something to talk about off season with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's just crazy, man. It's crazy. Um. Again, make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe. All oh, that good shit. Check the socials. Check. All our pages, we are back in this bitch and we ain't going nowhere. Goddamn. Um, yeah, again, like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, Patreon, Patreon, all that shit. <sighs> we out of here. It's your boy, Seth. Si. It's your boy, TY. Speak
1: your mind 2.0 SYM networks. Speak your mind.
0: We go. Okay. Sleepers. Or my sleeper. I don't know. It's going to be more takeoff like we've already talked about. And I'm going to go off his solo album, The Last Rocket. Um, and I'm going to play Insomnia. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah,
2: on? Can give me pipe on you? I'm bust my i been pro You can't get in.
1: Speak your mind 2.0 SYN Network. Speak your mind. go Speak your mind 2.0 SYM Networks Speak your mind